Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. All right, we're going to, by the way, how uh, happy uh, day after President's Day. Listen, we're going to have, um, we have a little bit of a, uh, like I said, we mentioned this last week that we're having some um, equipment updated here in the studio. And we're not, probably there's going to be some things that happen that you won't be able to, well, like, for example, you may just be sitting here and then all of a sudden you're going to hear, uh, yeah, we're going to need, you, you, can, you can't turn that one on at all? Oh, that's interesting. All right. Well, maybe, maybe we're not going to be able to do what I want, what I wanted to do. Uh, anyway, we're going to, we're going to do our best to, uh, we're going to do our best to make good and, uh, and get all the, um, the sound and the audio and stuff that we need on the air because, because like I said, we're getting some, we're getting some different systems that broke, fixed and repaired and they can't just do that in house. They have to send it away somewhere. And then when it comes back, it's all, you know, it, hopefully it all works. But in the meantime, uh, we're going to be, we're going to be doing some stuff a little differently today. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Well, I wanted to start with the secret sound, but I guess we won't be doing that because that's kind of a bummer. Uh, 855-765-1045 is our number. Wait, maybe I can do it. Maybe I can do it or maybe I have it over here. No, I don't. So, all right, never mind. I thought we, I thought we were still going to be able to use that. Uh, that's okay. We'll get to that here in just a minute. Hope everyone had a great weekend and looking forward to what's probably going to be the worst week ever. Uh, but that's okay because, like I said, we'll get through it. We'll get through it together. If you're streaming online, thank you so much. Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, all of those things. Uh, we've got audiences everywhere, and we appreciate you guys uh, tuning in across all different channels. If you're listening on our app, you can do that. If you want to send us an open mic message, um, that's really easy, too. Just go to our open mic feature in our mobile app, which you can download at 104.5. WOKV in the App Store. 104.5 WOKV in the App Store is where you'll find that. And then, now this is this is really exciting too. Uh, we also have Sorry, I forgot about that. Uh, we all we also have uh, coming up a little later on this because it's a short. Well, here's the thing: it's a short week this week, so tomorrow's already whatever you want. Wednesday, and man, there is so much to get to on uh, whatever you want. Now, what am I hearing? This is a fun show what so far. Can you go in? Can you do me a favor? Can you go in? Because I just need the news boss computer. Uh, yeah. Can you see if you can help? Yes. With that, that'd be great. And then we'll get back to everything here uh, in just a minute. All right. So we're gonna jump ahead a little bit. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't expect nothing to be working today. I should probably get used to that because that's typically uh, what happens. All right. So anyway, President's Day was yesterday, and there's a lot of um, lot of reports. But, you know, everyone always wonders, what do presidents do on President's Day? Because here's the thing. If it were if it were like your birthday, for example, which would be your day, you might uh, you might go out and celebrate. You might get some cake with the family, go to dinner, get a stripper. I don't know, whatever, whatever you would do. But if you're a president and it's President's Day, how do you celebrate? What do you do differently? What do you do to make sure that you honor? I mean, because it's awkward. You're honoring not just yourself, but a bunch of other presidents. Well, Donald Trump used to just work through President's Day. And then yesterday he had a huge crowd down at Mar-a-Lago. He had a huge crowd outside of his resort in West Palm Beach. And that crowd was cheering and chanting and waving flags. And they were like so excited about everything going on. And that crowd was uh, was just in awe of the president of the United States um, or the former president of the United States now. And Donald Trump, in true fashion, always is very appreciative of the people that voted for him, appreciative of the people that supported him, continue to support 
support him, and he did what he always does. And he's gotten heat for it before, but he decided to do it again. He got the Secret Service, he got in a van or a uh, an SUV, and he drove by the crowd so that they he could show them just how much he appreciated them for appreciating him. And that was you know, and that was a great sight to see. And really, it was it was interesting to see that the former president would have people gathered outside his home, and the former president would take the time to go and do a, a little parade ride, a little drive-by with the people that he uh, that that were in support of him. And it almost looked like he was still the president of the United States, which I know a lot of people wish he were. Uh, meanwhile, Joe Biden was outside the White House uh, doing something very similar. He came out on the balcony, him and Dr. Jill Biden, and they waved to the thousands and thousands of fans that had gathered outside the gates of the White House to pay respects to and cheer and show their support for him. Totally kidding. <laughs> None of that. Nobody was going to the White House to show their support for Joe Biden on President's Day. No, what happened was he was at Camp David taking a long weekend. He was at Camp David taking a long weekend playing Mario Kart with his granddaughter. Now, I know I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute. Wasn't there some like big, massive power outage in Texas? Yes, still is. What isn't there still a covid relief package that has to be uh, pushed through? Car? Absolutely. There is. Don't we have some kind of immigration crisis? And aren't we trying to push forward all these? I mean, how long has the guy really been in office that he's already taken a day off? Well, the answer is just about just about a month. Uh, and this, according to uh, whatever, uh, I don't know who it is, but uh, Joe Biden relaxed, relaxed during his first President's Day weekend as president, playing Mario Kart with his family at Camp David. His granddaughter, Naomi, played the racing video game. Not only did she play with her grandpa, but her grandpa won. She showed a photo on Instagram. It was Biden playing the role of Luigi. Naomi was Princess Peach. Despite not being at the same gaming level as his granddaughter, the commander in chief came out victorious. Secret Service made an exception and let him drive himself, Naomi joked. Now, the interesting thing about this is the headline, because here's Joe Biden in the midst of what was it John Kerry said? We have six crises that are going to define the future of our nation. We have six crises that are that could really potentially be deadly and could destroy our country as we know it. One of them being climate change, of course, one of them being COVID-19, one being the economy, one being racial injustice. I don't know. I don't know. Another one is something about I don't know, something about uh, pony soldiers. Anyway, so this headline reads Joe Biden playing as Luigi wins in Mario Kart race against granddaughter at Camp David. And this just seems to everyone to be totally normal. It's just like no problem. This headline is exactly after a month, a solid four weeks of work on the job signing executive orders. Joe Biden deserves a day off to go play Mario Kart with his granddaughter. I just think, you know, how different would this be if it were Donald Trump, who still to this day gets heat for playing golf? And he's not even and he's unemployed. He's basically retired now until he comes back with a vengeance. And they are, they're still yelling at him for playing golf. If Donald Trump, after a month in the White House, went and played video games on President's Day, took a long weekend during a pandemic, do you know how the, what this headline would read? You know, President Trump ignores the plight of many. As thousands die on President's Day, Donald Trump plays Mario Kart with his granddaughter. That's what the headline would have read had it been Donald Trump. But that's the difference. Joe Biden's taken a day off. After one full month as commander in chief, which has just got to be exhausting for the guy. And Donald Trump, who is no longer president, is greeting fans, fans, thousands of them outside of his resort in Mar-a-Lago 
who really who just want to thank him and honor him for the great job um, that he did. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. We got to take a quick break. When we get back, Nancy Pelosi, I don't know if you were watching this whole impeachment thing over the weekend, but they found Donald Trump. Get this big shocker, big surprise, not guilty. Uh, and he was not removed from the office that he left a month ago. So that was a little bit of sense and uh, sensibility coming out of the Senate. But Nancy Pelosi was not happy. Also, a handful of GOP uh, senators didn't learn the lessons of Liz Cheney. And we will uh, explain to you what's exactly what this has been the most predictable thing in the entire world, folks. And uh, we have nothing. Um, there's nothing else we can do than tell you how exactly what we thought was going to happen happened. All that we've got some uh, we've got some. Well, we may not have mail time. You know, we're going to figure out what's going on. We may or may not have mail time today, too. Stay tuned. It's the Mark K Show. We'll be right back. Are you at home or sitting at your desk at work? Either way, watch the Mark K Show live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. The Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 if you're trying to get through. All right. So, uh, man, big news. Yet all this past weekend, we had we had this impeachment, which we thought was gonna it was gonna be prolonged. Uh, the Democrats came in at the last minute. They tried to pull some some shenanigans. They realized, and you know, and I I described this in a tweet. It's pretty simple. What happened is they realized that they were not going to uh, be able to win this impeachment. They knew that going into it they went ahead with it as well and uh halfway through they realized their arguments were bogus and then they tried to drum up some some uh really some some magic at the end by calling a witness with some what they thought was damaging evidence about a phone call between uh, donald trump and uh minority leader mccarthy so the weird the weird thing is that they'd already agreed not to call witnesses. So when they wanted to call a witness, there was a lot of hubbub. There was a vote. People had to vote this way and that. The lawyers threatened to call all kinds of witnesses for Donald Trump if the Democrats wanted to call witnesses on their side. Uh, Chuck Schumer had no idea what was going on. They had this break brief in the action. They all got up. They all argued with each other. And then in the end, they all agreed not to call any witnesses whatsoever, which angered the Democrats who weren't in the room, angered Nancy Pelosi. Uh, uh, to, to all I mean, she could not believe that these things were happening and she lost it. So at the end of the day, there were no there were no witnesses. This thing started to uh, to kind of unravel for the Democrat House managers and the Republicans went in and voted 43, 57 uh, with Donald Trump. And so the uh, the 43 votes were the 57 votes weren't enough uh, needed. You needed 67. They were 10 shy. Donald Trump was acquitted for the second time. And Nancy Pelosi became a two time loser as far as presidential impeachments go. And that's, you know, that's all expected. It's ex when you try to impeach a president. And this is a good life lesson for any future speakers of the House. If you're listening, I don't know if you're out there and you're thinking to yourself, man, when I grow up, I want to be speaker of the House. Kids, if that's typically you don't hear that a lot. Mostly people say I want to be president. Um, probably a lot more people after Donald Trump say I want to be president. Maybe a lot more kids today are looking at Joe Biden going, well, if he can do it, clearly, you know, clearly anyone can do it. You're a lion dog faced pony soldier. Yeah. So uh, so what's happening now is, you know, if you're a future speaker of the House, 
Just know this. If you go to impeach a president, don't do what Nancy Pelosi did. Make sure that the crime, number one, exists, has been committed by the president, is impeachable. And, oh, yeah, make sure the president's still in office when you try to throw them out, because those are three things that uh, you're all going to need that. that, Those are going to need to be in place when you're trying to impeach um, a sitting president of the United States. So anyway, she was not happy. She was angry. And there was a whole press conference afterward. She came out and she started to talk about how angry she was. But she wasn't angry with herself for putting forth the bogus um, impeachment. She wasn't angry with the House managers for doing a terrible job. She was angry with, of course, the Republicans who voted after already pointing out that this whole procedure was unconstitutional, voted to acquit President Trump. And here's what she said to them. What we saw in that Senate today was a cowardly group of Republicans who apparently have no options because they were afraid to defend their job, respect the institution in which they serve. Yeah, now this is all weird because the institution in which they serve is Congress, which is set forth by the Constitution, and they had already agreed that this whole thing wasn't constitutional by a vote of 45 to 55. They already said, look, you don't have the Supreme Court justice here, which is one of the things mandated by the Constitution of the United States, and you can't remove the president, which is the only option given to the Senate because the president's already been removed. Plus, you also have to prove your case, and there's been no proof of of insurrection by Donald Trump. And then she went on to say this, which I thought was actually kind of right on the money. What is so important about any one of us? I would say nothing. I thought all about that long and hard. I was like, gee, Nancy, great question. I have no idea. What is so important about the political survival of any one of us that is more important than our Constitution that we take an oath to protect and defend. Yeah, so here's Nancy Pelosi basically saying that the Republicans are voting with Donald Trump to protect their jobs. And the Democrats are basically trying to impeach Donald Trump to protect their jobs. Why? How? How does impeaching Donald Trump protect Nancy Pelosi's job or Chuck Schumer's job or Joe Biden's job? Well, they're afraid that Donald Trump's going to come back and whoop up on him in four years. They're afraid that Donald Trump, who's still basically in charge of the Republican Party, is going to come back in 2020 and take over the House of Representatives, which, let's face it, is probably going to happen. He's going to go out there. He's going to campaign. He's going to find the districts where the Democrats have weak links. He's going to find the districts where the Republicans have these these never Trumpers. He's going to clean house and he's going to bring in more people like uh, like uh, Lauren Boebert and like uh, what's her name? Um, Green from Georgia. Marjorie Taylor Green. He's going to bring in more Matt Gates. He's going to bring in more Jim Jordans. He may bring back a Doug Collins. Who knows? And these people are going to take over the House of Representatives. They're going to cost Nancy Pelosi her job. See, they're going to try to get more people in the Senate. They're going to cost Chuck Schumer his job as as a majority leader. They're going to sideline Joe Biden. And in 2024, either Donald Trump or someone like him is going to come in and take back the White House. And they know that unless they stop Donald Trump now, their jobs are at stake. So she's accusing Republicans of of using this for job security when she and Chuck Schumer and Jamie Raskin and the guy who slept with the Chinese lady, they're all doing the same exact thing. Then then she wants she leaves. She comes back. Somebody asks a question, one of the press gallery, and she gets so upset that she stumbles. She's headed out. She's so furious. She starts walking away. She hears this question. She stumbles back to the podium, slams it with her hand really, really hard. 
Oh, I just sorry. I just think I just broke my headphones. And then she mumbles something into the microphone, which I'll be honest with you, I have no idea what she's talking about, but it's hilarious. And we'll let you hear it right after this break. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. We'll be right back. It's the Mark A Show. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. All right, so Nancy Pelosi blaming the Republicans once again for not impeaching Donald Trump as if they had any choice. Notice she doesn't blame the Constitution, which would really be, she actually kind of hides behind it. She actually kind of hides behind it. She thinks she thinks it was her constitutional duty to uh, try to remove Donald Trump from office, not once, but twice, um, when really it, it wasn't. I mean, if you read the Constitution and we have ad nauseum, you can see that that she was clearly uh, stepping way, stepping outside of the boundaries of the powers given to her. But it doesn't matter. She's Nancy Pelosi. She doesn't care about anything. And she rebuked the Republicans, 43 of them who voted to acquit Donald Trump once again uh, by saying this. What we saw in that Senate today was a cowardly group of Republicans who apparently have no options because they were afraid to defend their job, respect the institution in which they serve. Right. And we'll, I want to talk about the defending your job here in just a minute, because Nancy Pelosi, again, seems to think that these senators are just out there. And a lot of the senators do, too. In fact, seven of them believe that they work independently of their constituency, which is not the case. And they're realizing that they should have realized it based on the events that happened around Liz Cheney when she voted with the Democrats to uh, to to uh, impeach Donald Trump with Adam Kinzinger, who now is getting an inter intervention from his family, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. But she's basically she's so flustered. She's so angry that she started to leave. And then she came back to the podium to say, so I guess somebody asked about censoring. Are you going to censure Donald Trump? And she just lost it and meandered back in her in her old lady style to the podium and said this. Oh, these cowardly senators who couldn't face up to what the president did. By the way, that was her. That sound you heard, that was her slapping. She was so angry. She just these cowardly senators who just slapped the podium as hard as she could. And what was at stake for our country are now going to have a chance to give a little slap on the wrist. We censure people for using stationery for the wrong purpose. We don't censure people for inciting insurrection that kills people in the Capitol. Okay, now, I'm used to Democratic politicians of an advanced age saying weird things because we've been tracking Nancy Pelosi and, of course, Joe Biden. I mean, forever, that guy, like, I mean, he's the epitome of old people who mumble things that you don't quite understand. The lion dog-faced pony soldier. Yeah, and so, but so here's Nancy Pelosi talking about censure, and she, she's like, we don't censure people for this. We censure people for, what was it, using the wrong paper? We censure people for using stationery for the wrong purpose. Oh, we censure people for using stationery for the wrong purpose. Really? That's what you that's what you censure people for? Because, again, I read the Constitution. I didn't see anything in there about censuring people for using the wrong using stationary for the wrong purpose. What purpose are they using it for that that you feel deems there should be a a a rebuke 
an unofficial rebuke from the Congress of the United States of America. Are they doodling on it? Are they drawing naughty, naughty, you know, uh, like pictures on? Are they making it into paper airplanes and throwing it across the chamber because they're just so bored, silly, sitting through another ridiculously stupid impeachment? What is it? What's the stationary being used? If that's a censurable offense, let me ask you this. What about going to get your hair done when you're not wearing a mask and basically breaking your state mandated stay at home orders, forcing your salon to open up and then meandering through without a face covering on? Is that a censurable uh, is that a censurable, you know, um, you know, thing that, that that could happen? I mean, is that is that something that's an offense that could result in a censure? What if what if when you wrote to the hair salon to ask if you could come in, you use stationery? Would that be an inappropriate use of the stationery? What about standing on the steps of the Supreme Court and threatening the lives of two Supreme Court justices? Because a lot of folks thought Chuck Schumer should have been censured for that. Censured for that, he wasn't. So, I mean, maybe maybe if he wrote them a nasty letter, maybe if he wrote die Kavanaugh, die Gorsuch and he wrote it on stationery, that would that would have been an inappropriate use of stationery. But probably not. Let's be honest. They would have they would have just given him a little slap on the wrist, too. Yeah, just like that. Uh, So she's out there screaming and yelling. By the way, I wasn't sure. I knew that there was probably some specific. I thought maybe she was just ranting and raving, but then I thought, no, she's probably pointing to some specific moment in time. So I wrote to Jamie Dupree, who's our, you know, just an expert at all things Washington, and he had no clue what I was talking about either. So if, if he doesn't know, don't nobody knows what that uh, what that crazy old lady was referring to. 855-765-1045. 855-765-1045. Just be sure, if you ever get elected to Congress, make sure you know the appropriate and inappropriate uses of stationery, because I would I would I would hate for you to like like you don't have a Kleenex. You're like, there's no Kleenex. Let me just use this official stationery. And then the next thing you know, you're censured. Apparently that could happen. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Let's go to Alex in Massachusetts. Alex, good morning. <clears throat> Thanks so much for calling the Marquesa. How you doing, Alex? Hey, Mark, how are you doing? Oh, doing great, man. Doing great. What's going on? What do you want to say? So I have a legitimate question. Okay. So you know how you know how the impeachment trial ended and how Donald Trump got uh, acquitted. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. So anyway, 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 um, the Democrats have all this power, and why if 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 he gets acquitted, if he gets if he's acquitted. Why is the Democrats so afraid of Donald Trump? Considering they have the Dominion machine that would basically bend to their whim and they'll win every election. Oh, because the curtain's been pulled back on. Alex, listen, here's it. Listen, here's the thing. You can only do, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, you can only do what they did with Joe Biden once. You know, you can, you can get away with something like this one time. And they pushed this thing to the brink. I mean, they used everything they had. They pulled out every stop and they left a lot of breadcrumbs and they left a lot of questions. And now there's out there's people out there like Rand Paul and Matt Gates, and they're going state to state. The entire Republican Party in Pennsylvania in their legislative body, which I believe is a majority Republican, are working diligently on making sure election integrity happens. When people go to the polls in 2022, know this for gosh darn certain. 
election integrity is going to be one of the big items on everyone's agenda. And and that's going to be one of the telling moments. You cannot get away with this twice. Dominion, they've got all these lawsuits. They're filing against the MyPillow guy. They've got these lawsuits against Sidney Powell. They're trying to sue everybody, Fox News, News, all this stuff. They want to shut people up because they know that their business, I mean, first of all, their business model is ruined. You know, they're they're not going to get the kind of customer base that they had before. They're going to lose a lot of these contracts that they had before. And the governors and the political fallout, I mean, it's all going to come. It's all going to come to pass. Donald Trump has a lot of power and he has legitimate legal power. He has voters. He's got a ton of voters. He's got a ton of supporters. He's got a huge list of politicians who are not just loyal to him, but loyal to the party. The biggest problem with the Republican Party right now is not Donald Trump. It's Republican disloyalty. It's people who think that now that Donald Trump's gone, they can revert back to the old Republican Party of George Bush and and George H.W. Bush and Jeb Bush. They think that they can go backwards in time. They think that Donald Trump, he changed this party for four years and now it's over. No, Donald Trump fundamentally changed the Republican Party forever, not for four years. And you can either realize that or you can cling to these old school beliefs that are not good for you or the party or the United States of America or the voters for that matter. And there's, you know, and that, that's a great question. That leads, that leads into the next story. I want to talk with Adam Kinzinger, who Adam Kinzinger was one of the original 10 in this House of Representatives who voted to impeach Donald Trump, sent that over to the Senate. We went through this trial, which could have been a lot longer. And then you had seven Republicans vote with the Democrats. Again, uh, really confusing to me for a lot of them. Totally right. I mean, totally understandable for others. But uh, we'll break that down here in just a minute because these Republicans are the fringe group. Donald Trump is not the fringe group. The Make America Great Again crowd is not the fringe group. The 75 million people that wanted Donald Trump to be reelected as a Republican, not the fringe group. Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney and Mitt Romney and Lisa Murkowski and and what's his name? Uh, you know, Burr and the dude from Louisiana. These people, they're the fringe group. And you know what we're going to do is we're going to get a big pair of scissors and we're going to start cutting the fringe off of this thing because it's only going to drag us down as we head forward into the next election cycle. More on that coming up. We got to take one more quick break. 855-765-1045. Stay tuned. More of the Mark K Show on the way. Join the conversation. Send Mark an open mic using the WOKV app and he'll play it on the show or not. Either way, send one in. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Okay, 855-765-1045 is our number, 855-765-1045. All right, so let's, let's talk a little bit about this because, you know, it's interesting to me how – I knew that you, you really have to be egomaniacal, uh, maniacal, and we've talked about this, to be a politician, but you really have to be egomaniacal. Like, you have to have an ego the size of Jupiter to be one of these Republicans that votes with the Democrats against pretty much the entire Party. And there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. For example, um, over the weekend, when it came time to uh, acquit or or I guess you would, you know, basically vote to uh, punish and remove from office Donald Trump, the president of the United States, seven, 
seven Republican senators voted to uh, find him guilty, voted basically like Democrats. Mitt Romney, who basically is a Democrat, no big shock there. Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, we all we all saw that coming as well. Pat Toomey from Pennsylvania, little bit of a shock there, but he's not running for re-election. So maybe he took this as a, a moment to just like stick a jab in there or just mess with people's heads. Um, Bill Burr or Bill Burr, Richard Burr. Bill Burr is a comedian uh, from The Mandalorian. Richard Burr. From North Carolina, he's also not seeking re-election. He also voted to remove uh, Donald Trump. Bill Cassidy, who we talked about from Louisiana. We had a woman from Louisiana call it very angry that Bill Cassidy even voted to allow this thing to go forward. And then he voted to impeach Donald Trump and remove him from office, even though he'd already been removed from office, which is just is a really weird thing to do. So these are some of the senators that kind of just were, were shocking and, and surprising to people. Um, it goes along with that whole list of, of conservative or of a uh, Republican um, representatives who voted to impeach him in the first place. And there were 10 of those. Now, here's what I don't understand, because Bill Cassidy from Louisiana was censured almost immediately for voting to impeach Donald Trump or rather voting with the Democrats to remove him from office, being one of the 53 instead of one of I'm sorry, one of the 57 instead of one of the 43. Also, uh, Burr from from North Carolina yesterday was censured by his party for doing the same thing. Pat Toomey in Pennsylvania censured by the GOP. These are this is basically these representatives coming in and saying, I'm voting my conscience. I'm doing what's right by the Constitution, voting with the Democrats. And then the entire party, the the entire outfit, the the machine that got them elected in the first place, telling them, no, you're wrong. We you you go to the United States Congress and the United States Senate to represent us, the people of your district, the people of your state. You represent us. We like Donald Trump. We trust Donald Trump. We voted for Donald Trump, and we expect you to go there and protect our votes, our elections, our decision, and our leaders. And if you're not going to do that, you shouldn't be representing us. And we saw this happen with Liz Cheney. It happened almost automatically. Liz Cheney started getting censured county by county. Then she got censured by the entire GOP of Wisconsin. Then she got hauled up in front of a committee and almost lost her leadership position, although a bunch of, um, you know, in, in the in the secret ballot, uh, you know, a lot of conservatives aren't as conservative as we'd like them to believe or as they'd like us to believe they are. And so they should have seen this coming. All of these senators should have seen this coming. Now, of course, Burr and Toomey, again, they're retiring. They don't care what happens. They're basically stirring the pot and then they're going to leave. But they're making way for some really strong conservative voices to come in and take those spots. Uh, Adam Kinzinger, by the way, who still believes for whatever reason, he's from Illinois and he's one of the 10. He's one of the most un outspoken Republican critics of President Trump. He voted with Liz Cheney. He voted to have Donald Trump removed from all. He voted for impeachment. He was one of the 10 and he received a letter. He received a letter from his family, family members. This isn't just he's already been censured by the Illinois GOP. OK, he's already been he's already the laughing stock of that area. He's already coming out trying to change the Republican Party back to what it used to be. He's already saying our soul is gone and yada. He's basically insulting every conservative out there who voted for Donald Trump, especially the ones in his district. And now his family has basically they basically disowned him. They've ostracized him and they wrote him a handwritten letter, which and this is where the ego comes in. Instead of thinking, you know, Gosh, my whole state party just censured me. 
the everybody's saying I, I let the party down. My family is reaching out. They're basically staging an intervention to tell me how disappointed they are in me. If if every GOP member in my district and if the GOP of the state of Illinois, which is not a small organization, censures me. And if all these other Republicans in Congress, I mean, look, there's there were 10 of us that voted with the Democrats. There were like 199 who didn't. Maybe those, you know, those 199, they're wrong. Is that what he's thinking? I mean, he's got to be thinking that he knows better than the GOP of Illinois, the people that voted for him, 199 of his fellow Congress people and 11 members of his family who personally wrote a letter to tell him what a horrible person he is and how disappointed they are to be related to him. It's got to take a big ego for you to say, no, 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 everybody else is wrong. I'm right. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't have a big, he probably does. We'll read you some of the letter here. It's a stunning rebuke to get from your family. Uh, 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Mark Show on the way. Stay tuned. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. If you're... Uh, oh, you want the... I got that. I am... Uh, 855-765-1045. Before we get into this Adam Kinzinger letter and more on how egomaniacal you have to be to think that everyone in the party is wrong and you're right, uh, let's get a caller. Let's go to Kenny in Kansas City. How you doing, Kenny? Thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. Oh, wow. I'm on the show. Oh, how are you today? Oh, hey, we're good, man. Well, well, we appreciate it. Awesome. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't mean to scare you. We didn't mean to scare you. Uh, yeah, I was. I was just listening to the commercials, and it was like, "Hey, I'm on here." No, yeah, here you go. You're. It's your uh, time to. It's your time to shine, Kenny. Uh, what did you want to say today? What's in your mind? Um, well, I mean, I've got a bunch of things to say, but I'm trying to stay with your show. Yeah, okay. But I was just listening to the commercial. You said that Nancy Pelosi is hiring investigators to look at the January 6th uh, riot. Oh yeah, that was in the three my big things. Yeah. Is, my question is: is how. They asked her if she needed more security there. She didn't take it. They knew they were going to be people upriding and mad because they stole our election from us. And now they want to call us terrorists and come after us. I mean, is, I mean, is that a question? I guess. No, that's a good. That's a good question. This whole thing. And the thing is, you're right. Nancy Pelosi has announced a 9/11 style commission to investigate the Capitol riot. Now, the reason, and you hit the nail on the head. The reason they want to, they're referring to it as a 9-11 style commission is because they're trying to paint January 6th like 9-11. In fact, I think it was, who was it? Was it, I want to say it was Meghan McCain, but I'm not 100% sure, actually referred to it as this generation's 9-11, which is preposterous because 9-11 was a terrifying event. It terrified the entire world. 3,000 plus people died. Yeah, I mean, and ever, I mean, people, flights were, were stopped worldwide. You brought an industry to its knees. People were landing, you know, in cities they, they weren't headed to. And all these people <laughs> came together. We went to war over it. I mean, it was, it was one, to anyone who says that what happened January 6th was this generation's 9-11, that person in my, they should really be part of the whole investigation because I think that's just, a ridiculously stupid thing to say. But anyway, so they want to have this 9-11 style commission. And the reason they call it 9-11 style is because they want to paint these people as terrorists. When really what they are is they're basically a rowdy mob that broke into the Capitol, 
broke the law, maybe didn't realize to the extent that they broke the law, but they weren't. It wasn't an insurrection that was started by the president of the United States. For a lot of people, it was anger that was caused from the election and the way it was handled. And more importantly, the way it was not handled or the way it was mishandled. And you bring up a great point. Now, the thing about this investigation is they're supposed to investigate every facet of January 6th. And that includes the park police, the Capitol police, the uh, the you know, the people that were in charge of protecting these people. Why weren't they on duty? Why weren't there more of them? Who was in charge? You know, they already fired the sergeant at arms. Well, you know, whose job was it to make sure the sergeant at arms was prepared? Well, the leader of the House of Representatives is Nancy Pelosi. Also, Chuck Schumer's going to have to answer some questions. But there's a there's a real thin line. There is a thin line between what happened on January 6th and what has happened every other time people have protested at the Capitol building. And the difference is the security. There was not enough security there. Some people say the security officers were actually just letting people in. Whatever the reason, there was a breakdown of security. Because every other time there were protesters at the Capitol and they're there all the time, every time there was a march of millions of people in Washington, and that happens a lot, the federal buildings and the federal employees are kept safe. And they don't have to, it's not like AOC where they're, you know, miles away from the action. They're actually in the middle of it and they're kept safe. So the real difference between everything else and today, or January 6th rather, is the breakdown in security. And that's the that's what I think they're going to start investigating. But also knowing Nancy Pelosi, she's going to use it to investigate the Proud Boys and MAGA rallies and Trump rallies and probably even the boat parades. I wouldn't be shocked. And we had a couple of massive ones here in Florida. We had one on Donald Trump's birthday in June. And we had another one closer to the election. Jacksonville, I mean, 1,500, 2,000 boats, all with like 10 people each on them, just up and down the St. John's River and a show of support. It happened everywhere. I wouldn't be a little bit surprised. If Nancy Pelosi started to investigate people in these boat parades, I wouldn't be a little bit surprised if the Democrats tried to pull your boat license or registration or something. I don't even know what I don't even know what you need for a boat. But whatever it is that allows you to enjoy maritime activities, if you enjoyed a maritime activity or were part of one of these Donald Trump boat parades, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the 9-11 style commission starts knocking on your door and saying, yeah, hi, do you own that? Uh, do you own that uh, 20 foot, you know, fishing boat out there? Is this you? Because we thought we saw this picture on Instagram. One of your friends sent it to us. Were you involved in a boat parade on January 16th? OK, great. We'd like to talk to you. The FBI has some questions. Are you an insurrectionist? Are you a white supremacist? Are you a fascist? Do you believe that the government of the United States should be overthrown? And were you in the Capitol building at all? Did you take your boat? To the Capitol building and all be honest, because we know where you live. That could happen. That could happen. Hey, thanks so much for the call. Uh, we really appreciate it. And more and more. And the other thing that we're starting to see, too, and this is got someone's got to put a stop to this. I don't know who's in charge. I guess Ronna McDaniel's in charge still of the uh, of the GOP on a national level. But you've got to get uh, you've got to find out who's in charge of this party. And if it's Donald Trump, great. Get him out of wherever. Get him out of Mar-a-Lago. If it's if it's Chuck Schumer, uh, not Chuck Schumer, if it's uh, Mitch McConnell, we got bigger problems. If it's Matt Gates or Rand Paul, great. I would say we need to get the national spokesperson out there and we need to settle this once and for all. And people need to realize that the Adam Kinzingers and the Liz Cheney's and the and the Richard Burrs and the Mitt Romney's of the party are not the party. They are the fringe element. And the mainstream Republican Party are the 75 million people who voted for Donald Trump and would vote for Donald Trump or someone like him again. And that if you and again, I'll read this letter in just a minute. If you get censured. 
by your party, if you get censured by your state, if you get angry hate mail from all of your all of your you know, the people who voted for you, if you have donors demanding their money back, if you have people calling for you to resign, if you have family members, multi- double digits, basically enter. I mean, they're they're having this. They're sitting down. They're basically saying, look, we need an intervention. You're not acting like a conservative. You're not acting like a Republican. You're doing harm to the Republican Party and your state and the people you represent, then you need to take a good hard look at yourself. And if you still think everybody else in the entire world is wrong, man, it must be great to be you. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More Mark K. Show. Coming up. We'll be right back. He's entertaining, informative, and he puts the talk in Jacksonville's news and talk. This is the Mark K. Show on 104.5 WOKB, Jacksonville's news and talk. try to debunk the global warming thing, but the Weather Channel is calling this a historic winter invasion in February. Hmm, that's usually about the time winter invades, but it's historic. Golly jeepers, man, that global warming, if it don't stop, we're going to freeze to death. Yeah, and I noticed that, too. They call it an invasion because uh, an invasion meaning that yeah, and this is interesting because when you and we'll talk a little bit more about Texas here in just a minute. Uh, but when you talk, think about an invasion, you think about something that can be stopped or something that can be attacked back. And uh, and I think they do that on purpose. This winter invasion that's that's really crippled Texas, which um, they're gonna, and, and it's really uh, putting a damper on the whole Green New Deal aspect of the Biden administration. It's really it's really uh, creating some great ammunition against Against making everything electric and uh, and canceling our fossil fuel contracts with Canada and the Keystone XL pipeline and, you know, basically making us energy non or or energy dependent, rather, um, because Joe Biden's trying to pay back all the powerful people that put him in office. All right. Before we get to that, let's get to this Adam Kinzinger letter, because it's really I mean, you have to think about this. You're a representative from Illinois. You ran as a Republican. You've been elected as a Republican a couple times. You know that the people in your district, you know that the people that put you there, you know that the people in your party are supporters of Donald Trump and his agenda. They want to make America great again. They want to put America first. They want strong borders. They want a strong economy. They want lower taxes. Uh, they want all these things. They want respect for America. They want law. They want order. They don't want uh, environmentalists and, and leftists taking over. They don't want people to sit at home and have to, like, you know, not send their kids to school or work and just take money from the government. They don't want the government taking their guns away. They want the Constitution. They want the Bill of Rights. They want the country that was created um, by our four founding fathers and promised to us as long as we could keep it. Well, those people put somebody like Adam Kinzinger in office, and then he went in the first chance he got. He voted to impeach Donald Trump. And so his uh, a bunch of his family members, this is January 8th. This is two days after um, January 6th. This is two days after what happened. It's um, it's a letter to Adam Kinzinger from one of his cousins, two of his cousins, Greg and Karen Otto. And here's just a little bit of what they wrote. Adam, oh, my, what a disappointment underlined one, two, three, four times you are to me and to God. We were once so proud of your accomplishments. Indeed, 
Oh, instead, you go against your Christian principles and join the, quote, devil's army. And then in parentheses, she puts Democrats and the fake news media in case he was he wasn't sure who that was. Uh, how do you call yourself a Christian when you join the devil's army believing in abortion? We thought you were smart enough to see how the left is brainwashing so many so-called good people, including yourself and many other GOP members. You have even fallen for their socialism ideals. So, so, so sad. And then she goes on to talk about President Trump. She goes on to talk about how he fought for America. Uh, oh, she writes, you should be very proud that you have lost the respect of Lou Dobbs, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, Greg Kelly, etc. And most importantly, in our own book, Mark Levin and Rush Limbaugh and us. It is now most embarrassing to us that we are related to you. You have embarrassed the Kingsinger family name. We are not judging you. This letter is our own opinion of you. Anyway, so they go in there to say, look, you've been brainwashed by the media. You've been brainwashed by the socialists. And he responds to this letter by saying, get this, they've been brainwashed by, drumroll please, Donald Trump. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were actually going to. Sorry, it's delayed. I know. I didn't know you were going to follow through. That's great. Uh, he actually wrote, and he said, um, I believe that where is it? the House Republican said they've been brainwashed by conservative churches they attend. They're brainwashed by uh, Donald Trump and the GOP. He's now accusing them of being brainwashed by Republicans while they're accusing him of being brainwashed by Democrats. Listen, it's OK if you want to side with the Democrats. It's OK if you want to vote to impeach the president. It's OK if you want to adopt these ideals. Just don't do it under the guise of being a Republican. Because that's where people, your own family included, that's where they get upset. Because, it, look, if you, if you act like a Democrat and you talk like a Democrat and you vote, most importantly, if you vote like a Democrat, then you're a Democrat. And what really angers Republicans most is when their, quote, unquote, Republican leaders are actually Democrats. You don't see the inverse. You never see a Democrat. And, in fact, we have tons of votes from the last two weeks, the, impo uh, the impeachment vote. Every single Democrat voted to impeach Donald Trump in the House of Representatives. Every single Democrat voted to remove Donald Trump in the Senate. Every single Democrat voted to take Marjorie Taylor Greene off of her committees in the House of Representatives. If you vote like them, you might as well be one of them. So stop hiding. And I think that's where this anger and this animosity comes from. And that's why to be I mean, everyone's getting censured. Bird's getting censured. Uh, Cassidy's getting censured. Liz Cheney's getting censured. The reason you're getting censured is not because of how you voted. The reason you're getting censured is because you're voting how you, a closet Democrat, a liberal deep down inside, a Trump hater, a never Trumper, you're voting the way you think you should vote. And you're not there to vote how you think you should vote. You're there to vote on behalf of the people you represent. And you may hate Donald Trump. You may think that he's a devil, a serpent. You may think that he's hell on earth. You may think that he's a disgusting individual, a misogynist, a racist. You may think that he's a criminal. He should be impeached, removed from office, drawn and quartered, thrown in the brig, set on, on a beach all alone with no rum, whatever you think, whatever you think of Donald Trump, it doesn't matter. You're there to represent the people in your district. And if you're Liz Cheney or Adam Kinzinger or Burr or Cassidy, 
you have failed in that duty, and that's why you're getting censured. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque Show on the way. Stay tuned. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Marque Show. This is the Marque Show. Hey, that's great, man. Portland is under a huge snowstorm. That means the hell is freezing over. <laughs> what what the, was that? Oh, wow. That, was, that guy was really excited. No, it's true. This winter weather, the big story today, I don't know if you heard of this, Texas. And Texas is so cold. And people, how what? How cold is it? How cold? That's a good question. It's so cold that the windmills have frozen solid and left millions of people out of uh, out of power. The windmills, in fact, this is great. Windmills, as you know, they are, rene- are what they call renewable energy. And renewable energy is a big push of the environmental crowd. It's a big push of the. What, hold on, was it? Say that one more time. Line three. Got it. Okay, good. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, Ken and Terry in Louisiana. All right, let's talk to. Well, we'll get some in a minute. So uh, anyway, we've got we've got renewable energy, which is stuff like wind, stuff like solar, stuff like water, and that's what the environmentalists all push. That's what the Green New Deal is all about. It's about renewable energy. And the thing that they forget is that renewable energy requires non-renewable energy to really exist in the first place and also to work. And a great picture is uh, has been floating around on the Twitter. And this is from the snowstorm in Texas. This, I believe, it doesn't say exactly, but I'm assuming this is in Texas. And this is one of the windmills. There's these windmill farms where they put up thousands and thousands of these windmills. And what they do is they... Uh, they, they, the wind blows and it turns the turbine and it makes electricity. But in order to have enough electricity to power Texas, which is a big state, you need like thousands of these. And when they freeze, they stop making electricity. So there's a helicopter and the helicopter is float flying, like hovering over the uh, turbine or the, uh, the windmill, uh, blades and it's spraying this kind of antifreeze, uh, you know, whatever on the blades to, to thaw it out so that the windmills can keep turning and make more power for the people in Texas who are freezing to death. And the caption on the tweet, I don't know how it right here, read something like this picture of a helicopter which runs on fossil fuels spraying an antifreeze which is made from fossil fuels onto a windmill which is trying to replace fossil fuels is the best thing that I've seen all day. And that's basically what's happening here. The fossil fuel, because the helicopter is not electric. This is not a drone. This is a helicopter. It's burning gas, and it's spraying more gas on these things so that they can act normally. Now, this prompted a lot of people to really start questioning this so-called green energy. And one of the biggest problems with green energy is it's not as green as you think. And there's another story that came up last year. This is from February 2020, but it started to resurface based on what's going on in Texas today. Uh, Look at this. These are all... Old windmill, I guess you would call them what, blades. So when the windmill blades break or need to be replaced, which they do, they're non, get this, they're not biodegradable. They're not recyclable. You can't melt them down and make new ones. So look what they do. They bury them in landfills. And this is a picture from Bloomberg Green. And it's all about how, in fact, there's a story here. That goes with it. A wind turbine's blades can be longer than a Boeing 747 wing. So at the end of their lifespan, they can't just be hauled away. 
First, you need to saw through the fiberglass using a diamond-encrusted industrial saw to create three pieces small enough to be strapped inside a tractor trailer. Then you throw them in a landfill because they cannot be reused. Bulldozers bury them forever in sand. This is something they don't tell you when they're telling you that windmills are renewable sources of energy, that they produce waste just like everything else. Only unlike your your soda bottles and your beer cans, their waste isn't biodegradable. And when you start to see things like what's happening in Texas, what's happening across the nation, when you start to see these blackouts based on renewable energy sources that are that are freezing, you start to see a lot of these, uh, you know, fossil fuel advocates and gas and oil industry experts saying, hey, Joe Biden is throttling our gas and oil industry. He's keeping us from using natural resources that could heat our homes, that could keep us from having any kind. I mean, if the sun's not out, how are you going to get solar energy? What if the what if the water freezes? Because that's been known to happen. You know, you need to have something that will sustain you and sustain life and sustain our economy when green power goes kaput. Uh, We got Ken and Terry on the line in Louisiana. Ken and Terry, how are you? Thanks so much for calling. Well, first, we'd like to tell you that we watch your show every day. And today we're actually watching it on our phones because it's not on television. Yes. No, I apologize (laughs) for that. But thank you so much for tuning in anyway. Hopefully we'll be back up on the uh, TV tomorrow. So uh, that's okay. That's okay. Well, you know what happens is our TVs are windmill powered and they froze yeah, they, over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's going on, Ken? Ken and Terry, what do you guys want to say? Well, we called in to tell you we have a daughter, son-in-law, and two young grandsons that live in Houston, Texas, oh, and yeah. they have been without power for two days. Golly. No water. They don't have any natural gas to heat their homes, and that um, I don't think um, the new Green Deal is really such a great deal yeah. um, as far as our family. And that's just one family. There are other families. In fact, our daughter told us this morning about a a family of a husband and a wife and their two young children that I'm not sure what they were doing, but they um, two of them have passed away because of carbon um, monoxide poisoning. And the dad and the son are in critical condition in the hospital. Oh, you know, people get desperate to do things to stay warm and don't really think about what happened. So um, I'm not for the uh, windmill sort of thing. They, you're right. You told all about how they freeze up and um, people are suffering. Um, millions of people, not just our daughter, son-in-law and two grandsons. Yeah. So that's really what I called in to talk about. Well, Ken, listen, Terry, we, we wish them all the best. Now, do they have any kind of – because I've heard people saying that their power is coming on intermittently. They get 40 minutes of power, then it goes out again for like an hour and a half. Are they experiencing any of that, or has it just been out the entire time? No, it's been out the entire time, but our son-in-law, um, he's an engineer for one of the um, oil companies. He does, They do have a generator okay. in the backyard. They know to put it far enough away. So sure. they are able to keep, like, the refrigerator and the food for the kids um, going, but yeah. they don't have any heat or anything like that. So oh. – um, we're hoping it comes on. Um, we just keep texting every little while because if you don't have power, you can't, you know, power up your phones anyway. So no, um, that is true. That is true. All right. Well, listen, our prayers to them. And thank you guys both for listening. And thanks for watching. Thanks for sharing that, too. And look, and it's happening all over Texas right now. And it's happening all over the United States. And when you look at when you look at what's happening with the energy industry, it is so important that we be able to control our own energy and that we not be reliant on a foreign powers or b these foreign concepts that are unproven to produce and even maintain energy um, in any kind of uh, you know weather crisis or climate condition. 
855-765-1045 is our number, 855-765-1045. All right, quick break. We're going to squeeze in a couple more phone calls here in just a minute. Also, we do have some packages for mail time, which we'll get to quickly. Stay tuned. More of the Mark K Show is on the way next. Remember to subscribe to the Mark K Show podcast on iTunes or Google Play. That way, you can listen to Mark whenever or wherever you want. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Okay, 855-765-1045. Sorry, we were doing some mail time on the stream. And uh, we got some we got a we got a super chat in the mail, which is great. We appreciate that. And Leather by Ray in Alberta, Canada, in Edmonton, uh, Alberta, sent us a bunch of leather stuff, bracelets and hair ties, and it's the best part is it smells like real leather. And I have like a little I got a little leather sack, which is reminds me of something that um Jack Sparrow would keep like Ooh, you know absolutely his money in. His, I feel yeah. like we should put some gold coins in there or something, and we'll you know rattle over. Anyway, thank you, Leatherby. We have one more package here, and we're going to uh, we're going to open this one, then we'll get back to the phones. This is Mark K et al. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna open this one and see. Um, thank you guys, by the way, for all your fans. We appreciate so sweet. all the stuff we get, the letters and the tchotchkes, and people send us food and wine all the time. Look at this. What is this? I'm still sad about the cheese. Oh, this is we got new cheese. Oh. Uh, it was delicious. Let's see. This looks like a little cube. It does. It looks like it's something to organize us, which people we need. People who watch know <laughs> we definitely. That's something we struggle with constantly. Let me. See. I can't. Can you help? No, I got it. I think. Okay. Oh. Use your knife. No, I don't want to scratch. Oh, here we go. This. Look at this. It appears to be. <laughs> it's like a lazy Susan, and you can put stuff in it. And it says, oh, it's got different sayings. As long as everything is exactly the way I want it, I'm totally flexible. I'm not bossy. I'm motivational. This is perfect. <laughs> the biggest lie I tell myself is I don't need to write that down. I'll remember it later. I'm sorry. Did I roll my eyes out loud? I love it. That's this, so you. This could be the perfect thing for for us. I love all of these. Oh, thank you. So who sent this? I think it was Donna. This is, let's see. Uh, send a thank you note. Oh, wait, here it is. No, it doesn't. It doesn't say anything. It just says gift receipt. Oh. Wait, there's one more piece of paper in here. Oh, this could be it. Hope this can be used in studio office. It sounded like you, Donna. That's I knew Donna. it. Thank Good you. Job, it's Donna. perfect. It's exactly like that. So for you guys, <laughs> you guys are the best. And like I said, we appreciate all that. So we appreciate the leather and the snarky pen holders and everything else. We'll put it all. Uh, we'll put it all to good use. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Let's squeeze in a few more here real quick. This is Mary in Jacksonville. Hi, Mary. How are you? I'm fine, Mark. How are you? Oh, doing really well, Mary. What's on your mind today? What do you want to say? I wanted to ask you um, what your opinion was on this uh, committee that they're setting up to investigate, you know, what happened at the Capitol. And if you think that it has, it's going to be another means for them to try to go after Donald Trump. And from what I was hearing on the previous talk show, a host was saying that it was going to be uh, a way for them to go after the Trumpers and Donald Trump both. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we spoke about this a little earlier on today. And, and what they're going to do is, it. no, that's okay. They're going to say basically the same thing. They're going to say, well, I mean, the fact that they, they labeled it a 9-11 style commission means they're already labeling everyone who voted voted for Donald Trump a terrorist, or they're trying to compare you to one of the 9-11 terrorists. 
And what they're going to do is they're going to use this to really um, investigate Republicans, not people who are at the Capitol, not Proud Boys, not you three percenters, not any, but actually just run of the mill Republicans. Anyone who voted for Donald Trump, they'll probably start with files and they're going to see if you went to a rally. And they're going to see if you posted on the Internet with a red hat on. They're going to start investing, talking to your friends. They're going to ask your friends to come out and, and um, you know, write you out for any suspicious behavior like voting for Donald Trump or supporting Donald Trump. And I mentioned the boat rallies. If you have a boat, you know, you may want to you want to make sure there's not too many photos of you and your boat at a Trump boat parade on the Internet because they could pull your license or your registration or whatever. Right. Unfortunately, I don't have one. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, but here, and that, I mean, here's the thing, though. That only that only happens if they retain power. And one of the and this is another gross overstepping of their boundaries. What the most important thing now, and what the most important thing for the next two two years is, and this this impeachment. Don't you know? Don't kid yourselves. It was an it was a go nowhere impeachment from the get go. But they're still really mad about it. They're really mad that. They weren't able to impeach Donald Trump for this. They were they're really mad that a lot of people still support the president. They're really mad that Mitch McConnell didn't even allow them to um, to have the, the trial while Donald Trump was still in office. They're really mad about they hate everything right now. And they're going to use this committee. They're going to use this commission as a way to punish Republicans for the next two years leading into the next election. And the thing that Republicans need to do is they need to learn how to be like Democrats and stick together no matter what. And we have a real problem with that because we've got seven Republicans who voted to impeach Donald Trump after a couple of them voted that the entire thing was unconstitutional. I mean, that's the craziest thing. You know, Bill Cassidy from Louisiana was censured for voting to impeach Donald Trump, but at least he voted that the trial should go on, and it was constitutional. Richard Burr in North Carolina said this trial's not constitutional at all. The Constitution doesn't allow, doesn't give you the power. You have no authority here. And then two days later, three days later, he then he voted to impeach Donald Trump. Doesn't make any sense. So we need to make sure that as a party, uh, everybody sticks together, votes together. And that's the only way together that we can we can continue to basically keep America great, uh, no matter what happens in the next two years. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five. 104.5. Great question. Listen, I know we didn't get to everybody today, but tomorrow uh, is whatever you want Wednesday. And on whatever you want Wednesday, we do. We give you the whole show, the whole thing. All two hours is all yours. So you can leave us an open mic message. You can give us a call. You can let us know what's on your mind, what you care about, what you think about, what's concerning you. That's tomorrow on the Mark K Show right here. Uh, stay tuned. Traffic, weather, news, and Rush Limbaugh all coming up next.